0: Pathfinders to find the path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Now with
1: some strange unknowable thing. It's not unknowable. I know what it is. Well, for Sudi, it's going to be unknowable because he doesn't have the knowledge to know what it is.
2: <laughs> doesn't have any discernible anatomy, which is what and I'm. That's worried the worst about.
1: part by far is that the no discernible anatomy. <laughs> Our damage has gone way down. It's an <laughs>
2: eldritch ooze of who the heck knows what.
3: Yeah, I was going to mm-hmm. say
1: some beyond the the void of space type thing.
0: Yep. <sighs> Jumping a little ahead, though, um, I supposed to jump back into our story as it is uh, our story in progress. When last we left our heroes, the doorkeepers now inside of Hakatep's inner sanctum, the final dungeon of the Mommy's Mask Adventure Path, Ooh, the party had explored yep. what they were unaware of were the uh, the siblings' crypts, the crypts of Hakatep's various siblings, uh, mostly his sisters, because you know, his brother was reduced to ash and scattered to the winds.
3: Mm hmm. Could have such a nice guy. Yeah, he tries. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> as well as the, the crypt of his favorite, uh, Dwarven Jester, you had uh, explored around, you'd eventually found a, a teleportation circle of a sort. Pretty cool. Which had whisked it's you away different. from uh, the crypts into, well, an entirely new area, immediately uh, apparent to all of you as there was a, a massive amount of blood splayed out across the floor in a a line of blood leading from there to a temple to the Dark God set with various uh, sacrifices obviously having been made there. Yeah, it was gross. Yep.
1: And a nice big trail of blood leading us onward to wherever we're going.
2: Yeah, you know, because yep. trails of blood are, are, are usually a, a good thing. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
1: Always <laughs> a positive sign when there's so much blood, it literally makes a
0: trail.
3: At least it's easy to follow. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I guess... Maybe it's not blood. Maybe it's jam. You didn't taste it. Ew, ew, uh, ew. Could have been a trail of jam. You don't know. I'm sure More there was a jar
2: to it. That's how
0: More you get jam. bloodborne
3: diseases. OK, yeah, we've all got this watched is jar of jam or this is jar of
4: blood. We don't know. We'll taste it.
0: It's true. No, um, no. Get over here. There's just a strawberry jam ooze floating It'll in the so air. Good.
4: You have to put peanut butter on it and like
1: it's sandwich true.
3: it between two pieces of bread.
1: It's true. <laughs> Very large pieces of bread.
3: I'm sorry, I'm not going to eat animated jam. You well, don't to eat it,
4: but that's yeah. how you control it. You may it. not
1: get a choice.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it wants to be eaten.
1: <laughs> oh man, I need a jam ooze now. That sounds amazing.
4: Yes, yes. Wow.
0: Uh, I can't remember. I think it might have been Dragon Magazine. Did an April Fool's Day issue that had uh, snack monsters. I don't think it had a jam ooze, but I think it did have a uh, like spilt Dr. Pepper ooze. And like a Doritos like bag monster that engulfed you. I can't remember all the details, but it was all like snack themed stuff that you would have sitting around at the table around your battle mat. That it's just like, and then you're attacked by that bag of Doritos you left on my table. Nice. Anyway, you had then found the summoning chamber where you had determined that uh, various abominations from uh, or at the very least evil outsiders quite possibly had been summoned here using some sort of blood ritual. And following the uh, the continued trail of blood past that, you had eventually found a chamber containing a large, what looked to be sign or sigil, of which uh, I believe Hollis was able to determine had various symbols tied to, in some fashion to the residence of the dark tapestry.
4: Yeah, it was like a reverse elder sign. Yeah,
0: for those fans of the uh, the Cthulhu mythos. Or various other things that it's actually been included in. Although technically speaking, I don't think that there was ever a written form of the Elder sign in any of Lovecraft's work.
4: I mean, it was probably unknowable.
0: Well, actually, I think it was a hand sign that you made. I don't think it was written originally. Yeah. I think it was like a you know ward against the evil eye kind of hand sign that you made. Probably August or Leth that subsequently made it into a physical sign. Upon uh, mm-hmm. entering into the room, however, uh, we'd left off as Sudi had glanced up and found hovering disturbingly in the air an orb some almost 15 feet in diameter floating there gently in the air this amorphous thing of black and purple crackling with arcs of what looked to be some sort of electricity or fire it's actually difficult to tell like these bursts like the like you would see on the corona of the sun arching out in lashes extending off of this thing as it hovered seemingly turning barely seemingly becoming aware of Sudi's presence as it seems to almost contract and pulse this liquid wave going across it like a ripple under a film on the surface of a stagnant pond rolling Gross? across its surface.
4: There's mosquitoes in there.
0: I believe we'd uh, we'd left off with, uh, with getting some initiative from the party, shall we? Mm. Oh my. Uh-oh. Let's queue up a little Sirenscape here. Sirenscape, don't eat the use.
4: Unless it's strawberry jam.
0: Unless it's strawberry jam.
2: <laughs> I still don't think I'd be down for that. Like, you don't eat strawberry jam by itself anyway.
4: You gotta put it in a sandwich or a biscuit. <laughs> or a biscuit. <laughs> Whatever.
1: Jam on a biscuit's great. Not a British I, biscuit. I was gonna say, everybody who's British is like, ew, no. Well,
2: there's jam cookies, so I mean...
1: I guess there are jam biscuits. Either
2: way, man. it works actually. All right. We're, we're talking the American fluffy uh, oh, type yeah. of biscuit, Southern
4: style fluffy buttermilk biscuit is what we're talking about.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm, buttermilk. Mm-hmm. Ew. Hollis no, Starkweather.
4: Hollis rolled a, a big ol' eight for a fifteen.
0: Oh boy, it's not terrible.
1: It's not terrible. Not great. Uh, City rolled a nineteen for a twenty-five.
0: Very well, Masika of the Beacon.
3: Uh, Masika rolled a 15, which
2: will get her a 17.
0: Not bad, not bad. Citra at Nahumra.
2: Citra rolled a 17 for a 23. This thing rolled a nat 1 for a 1. If only. (laughs) Here's hoping.
1: I'm I'm thinking it might have a surprise attack round on us. It It was an ambush position because for some reason none of us looked up.
4: I was looking at the sign and then I was trying to remember the sign.
0: If I recall correctly from my notes, uh, Masika was the only one that was unaware of it.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, good.
3: Well, well not that's
0: good, That's good. Good. Ish.
3: Masika doesn't do perception.
0: Hmm. You need to
1: get something where if Narmer makes the perception check, you get attacked in the surprise attack round. <laughs> Lookout feet with yourself. Yeah. I mean, uh, you two look, gets
0: it, yeah. a 10 for an 18. Nice. All right. Tiny little two back there in the back. Uh, this room is not really big enough for him to get big
1: either, so it's going to be an interesting situation.
0: Mm-hmm. And the ooze gets an 8 for 15. Oh, so I'm going to need a roll-off with Hollis. Wow,
4: we have the same initiative modifier. Hollis rolls a 15 for a 22 on the roll-off.
0: Very well. So Hollis succeeds. I succeed. Winning the roll-off. So that does bring us to the uh, the surprise attack round of combat. Uh, Sudi, again, you step forward. You look up there. There is this massive thing pulsing with energy. Uh, again, you stand uh, just having stepped inside of this chamber. Some 25 feet across with an exit off towards your left hand side, stretching up to a height of 25 feet to the point where you couldn't have easily seen this when you're walking in from the uh, the hallway since the, ha- the hallway's ceilings were only eight feet high. But the moment you step through the archway and glance up, you can see it just hovering in the air, bobbing slightly in a way that uh, in no way would remind Sudi because uh, I don't think Sudhi's quite as worldwide as that as far nope. as nature is concerned for all of the rest of your edifications in a way that somewhat resembles like a contracting, bobbing jellyfish, if it were circular, oh. as if it's almost like oozing and pulsing to maintain its height. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, surprise attack round, so Sudi, you have a standard or move action.
1: Um, all right. Uh, not knowing any better, Sudi's gonna take a five-foot step and rabbit punch this thing.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, because of your height, it is 10 feet above you.
1: Oh, is it? Oh, no. Yes. Um, so if you're large to large, big big. to large
0: size, you could punch it. But
1: I don't want to do that because I'm trying to save that for desperate measures because I can only do that three times a day. Um, so you know what? You know what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to uh, shuffle to the side just so everybody else can get in. So I'll basically, he takes like a you know five foot shuffle over to the right and then just kind of like hollers back. We've got company. What is it? <laughs> I don't know what this is. So I'm like, uh, maybe a little. Wait for the smarter people to hopefully <laughs> tell me what it is. <laughs> it literally looks like a sun, like a weird oozy
0: sun, so I don't know. Yeah. Taking us from Sudi to Citra Nahumra.
2: Um I also, like, I don't want to touch it yet until I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going last, so. <laughs> I know, that's the problem. Although I think I beat it in
3: initiative, I, at least. Yeah, you but. beat
1: it in initiative, so you would go first before it.
3: Two might also know what it is He's got a lot of knowledges
1: That's true That's He's true. quite worldly and uh, outer worldly
2: Okay, well, c- Citrus mm. Yeah, I'm going to delay okay. <laughs> Citrus is like, I'm going to this is, this is a thing that I've never seen before So Citrus kind of like mm, That could suck me into some weird other dimension thing and kill me
0: That brings us to two. two.
2: two, two.
3: two, yep. two
0: he's gonna go ahead and rush into the room and flank out to the left, opposite of where Sudi was. Unfortunately, he can't enlarge himself because that's actually standard action. Uh, but rushes forward, bursts into the room. Um, all of you hear a little bit of a squawk in your brains since he telepathically communicates. Uh, no, no, this is uh, this is new to me. Oh Jesus! No, 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 it's no, nothing that's... magical or planar or undead, which are usually my areas of expertise.
3: That, that's scary. I don't, I don't like that.
1: Dang it. We're going to need Dungeoneering name. What does that stat?
3: even leave? <laughs> it's probably Dungeoneering. It's probably Dungeoneering's oh, okay, name. I, yeah.
2: I don't have a ton of ranks in it, but I do have
0: it. Well, you delayed. Would you like so... to re enter the initiative, Citra? I,
2: I would like to re enter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Citra waits for two to go forward. Two's like, oh, I have no idea. And Citra's like, all right, maybe I'll take a look at it.
2: Let me look at Because looking at things has been bad for us in the so past. So you will need to either five foot step yeah. into the
0: room or move to be able to see it.
2: Yeah, I'll just take a five foot. Step forward and glance up at the horribleness and see if I can't figure out what it is. You may roll uh, a
0: knowledge Dungeoneering if you so wish.
2: Okay. So, I mean, I'm getting some bonuses from my Senate board and I rolled a 19. Nice. But I don't have a ton of ranks in this. I don't know if a 34 will do it.
0: That's a pretty good roll. That's a lot of ranks. A 34 barely succeeds.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. Oh,
0: boy. This amorphous blob of energy rippling like a globe of floating liquid, you believe is a plasma ooze.
1: However, this does not
0: actually look like a regular plasma ooze. And in fact, seems to be possibly some sort of variant.
1: Great. You're aware that
0: plasma oozes are massive and devastating. Uh, In fact, this actually looks to be smaller than a standard plasma ooze.
1: Oh, that's that's just great.
0: Plasma oozes are mysterious extraterrestrial beings made of superheated electromagnetic sludge. While their origin is not fully known, it is widely accepted that plasma oozes are not from this world. Some scholars believe that they dwell in the sun, while others maintain that they hail from the plane of fire. That plasma oozes have been encountered in both of these locations does little to help solve the debate. A plasma ooze flies by somehow interacting with gravity and magnetic waves, drifting through the air in a manner similar to the way the jellyfish swims in water. This creature's only real purpose is to consume, and it prefers to do so by drawing its pet prey into its fiery, electrified core. So oh. Scholars find it curious that while a plasma ooze can only attract or repel metallic substances, the thing can only digest organic matter, and rather slowly at that. Hmm. Unfortunately, okay. other than the fact that you are aware that it is an ooze, and as such you're aware that it does have standard ooze traits. Uh, ooze traits including that they are mindless, they have no intelligence score, and immunity to all mind affecting effects, charms, compulsions, phantasms, patterns, and morale effects. They are blind but have a blind sight special ability with immunity to gaze attack, visual effects, illusions, and any other attack forms that rely on sight. They're immune to poison, sleep effects, par- paralysis, polymorphing, and stunning. Uh, They have the ability to do acid damage to objects. They're not subject to critical hits or flanking, and nor does it take additional damage from precision-based attacks, such as sneak attacks. But that does mean it's alive. Yes, it does eat and breathe, although it does not sleep. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. That is what Citra knows.
2: Okay. uh,
1: It's also immune to uh, criticals, so it's pretty much immune to anything besides just regular old damage.
2: (laughs) I know. It very well might have damage reduction,
1: too. We don't know.
2: This is not going to be my fight, which is okay. I'll have to leave it to the spell, casty people. So I'll go ahead and uh, snap my fingers to put my kookery away, and then I shall draw my bow.
0: Okay. So Citra rushes forward, snaps, putting away uh, one weapon, pulling her bow out from over her shoulder. At the very least, somewhat aware of what this thing is, although no real details on it. From Citra, we go to Hollis Starkweather.
4: All right, well, Hollis wants to be able to see the thing which is unfortunate. It has not happened. So Hollis is going to stride her way into the room and around the corner and hide behind two a little bit. Okay. And and look up at the thing.
0: You rush in there, glance up towards the creature. Put yourself in a corner.
4: Well, you know, there's only so much space in this little room.
0: It's true. It's a little crowded.
4: All right. Think uh, about I roll your 11. knowledge of
0: things, uh, aberrant and dungeon-like.
4: I've been in some dungeons. Uh, okay. So I rolled an 11. I also played Senate. So that gets me a 38, a 40. 40. Yes.
0: So again, you could recognize that this is a a variant of a plasma ooze, commonly referred to actually as a dark plasma ooze. A dark plasma ooze, of course. They are very much like standard plasma oozes, although slightly different. They are much akin, much in the same way that an elf is very much like a dwarf. Technically, they both have organs, and the organs work in the same way. Okay, so it's much that same way. Dark plasma oozes are smaller. That being said, they're actually tend to be more dangerous. Oh, uh, Much in the same way that a black hole is more dangerous than a red giant.
4: Or spiders.
0: Little ones are more dangerous. Yes. (laughs) The smaller the spider, the worse the bite. Rounding the corner, glancing up towards it, you know everything that Citra knows and may ask one question pertaining towards the dark plasma ooze. They're exceedingly rare creatures. Gosh. Uh, And as such, since they are, in fact, uh, variant versions of the creatures, the DC to even identify them as a 31.
4: Wow. Dang. All right, let's do special defenses then. That's always the question I ask anyway. It always ends up that one.
0: That's fair. Special defenses. uh, Hold on to your butts. Oh, Oh, boy. All right. So firstly, it does possess damage reduction. Knowing what overcomes its damage reduction is a separate question. In Mm. addition to this, it is immune to acid as Mm. well as electricity Mm. and has the standard ooze traits. It is also resistant to fire. Mm. It is also immune to bludgeoning and piercing damage. Oh, (laughs) shit. Oh shit, drop that bow, you don't need it. In addition to that, it also has a defensive ability known as split. If it oh. takes slicing ah. if it takes slashing or sonic damage, it splits in two. Oh.
2: Oh. Uh crap, I can't hit it then.
1: I literally can't damage this except with my dagger. Should we run?
2: <laughs> we have to
3: get past it. Hitting it with well. slashing
0: damage means that it will split in two. It does still take the damage. If the damage exceeds its damage reduction, unlike piercing and bludgeoning damage, of which is in fact immune. Uh, in addition to that, you are aware that any creature that has the split ability can only split so many times. So, for instance, when you split it, it actually divides its HP pool in half between the two new versions. Oh. Eventually it reaches a point where it can't divide its HP pool any further. And therefore, it can only split a, number of, a certain number of times. Unfortunately, you do not know how many number of times that is. Oh, boy.
3: All right.
4: I guess I'm going to relay all that and essentially be like, (laughs) you're either going to fight one big one or a bunch of little baby ones. I prefer it didn't get split too much before I go again, because I wanted to disintegrate it.
1: (laughs) I see that you and I are in the same boat of like, huh, what's some magic we can use to just one shot this?
4: (laughs) I also didn't hear anything about
0: cold. Yikes. It's its own space heater. My Lord. And also I do apologize. Um, As... Hollis runs forward, makes all of these checks and everything else, I will go ahead and make an attack of opportunity against Hollis, because she does provoke from its combat reflexes. Mm, mm. Oh, my.
4: Also, it has combat reflexes, and it hits me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then duck and cover. I'll go ahead and give that to you as well. You are aware that unlike a standard ooze, dark plasma oozes actually possess intelligence.
4: Oh, they're smart! Oh, great.
0: Oh nuts! And news with an intelligence loses the mindless trait, so it is no longer immune to mind affecting effects, charms, compulsions, phantasms, patterns, morale effects.
4: Okay. That's cool. Okay. I don't do a lot of that, but that's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. intelligent,
0: therefore it can be afraid. Ah, very good. If only add whole Make person. Make it scared, prepared.
4: Masika. Can you do that? <laughs> Make Make <it> no. <laughs> Scare the darkness.
0: I actually don't know if a twenty-six will hit Hollis.
4: Um. Yeah. That that hits Hollis. Oh, okay. She is a squishy wizard. Hollis is squishy. Unless it's a fear, death effect, or somehow a spell, (laughs) it's Hollis. I don't have haste going or
0: anything. So it lashes out at you, Hollis. Uh, You take 18 points of regular damage. Okay. Seven points of electricity damage. Nothing because of my ring. Followed up by nine points of cold damage. Jeez.
4: nothing because I picked cold resistance as my after hey. res- resistance today
0: <laughs> there you go as nice. you rush in this yeah. almost the solar flare of what? plasma arcs off of this thing and slices across you Although, uh, again fortunately your uh, magical wards protect you from the elemental effects of this as I assume that you also absorb the electricity damage
4: I uh, know I have that electricity ring that we took
0: off of whoever it was so your electricity ring protects you on one hand your cold ring protects you on the other however the sheer force of it still slams Ow. you against the wall as you rush your way in
4: and that knocks the sense into me, and that's how I remember everything about it that I
0: remember. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us from Hollis to the creature. <laughs> so it's going to start out with a uh, a free action, and this is a 30-foot radius, so let me go ahead and check oh, that boy. radius here real quick.
4: Oh, God. Oof. It's
1: going to crisp us.
0: It's going to freeze blind us. Blind us, I bet. Plasma-us. Uh, so it starts out. The entirety of this creature almost seems to rumble. All of you hear this odd oh thrumming sound and feel the sensation in your ears like they're about to pop from a pressure change before the entire creature suddenly just contracts into half of its regular size as it does so and a magnetic pulse radiates out from it Uh, and let me go ahead and I'll just make one roll against everyone's CMD oh Oh, gosh
4: Hollis is like I won't take notes on this if I don't die
0: it's magnetizing
4: (laughs) it's a solarian
0: (laughs) Not terrible, not great. That is a 33 to beat the party's CMDs. Uh, Please let me know if that succeeds in beating your CMD.
1: It beats the bejesus out of mine. Sudi is of the stone. He's not magnetic.
4: I'm a wizard. I don't really wear a lot of metal, but I am
3: easy to grab. It beats Mystica's and Narmer's. Yeah, it beats mine. I only have a 30.
0: Very well. So Sudi, this pulse rolls over you and Hollis, having successfully beaten Hollis's. I'll Uh just go around here real quick. Well, Sudi and two stand strong. Sudi, you wear almost nothing metal. Uh, again, yep. your like necklaces, rings, all the rest of that stuff that aren't gold or are pulled towards it. Of course, the artifact mask on your face is one solid gold object and therefore non-magnetic. Yeah, so boy. that fortunately doesn't move any. You just kind of plant your feet. Off towards the side, you see two, uh, again, bare-chested. You know, massive warrior, were he not three feet tall. Still massively muscled <laughs> warrior.
4: <laughs> He's just a miniature one. He's
2: stocky.
0: He, he moves a fraction of an inch forward as his Copas shoots straight up towards it before he just kind Ooh. of pulls it back down. Citra and Hollis and Masika immediately just try to plant your feet as you are dragged bodily towards this thing as it oh magnetizes God. your wow. armor. Or in I the don't case of a, Hollis, much. Hollis is not dragged towards it unless you are carrying like a rod or a staff or anything metal. Yeah,
2: I've got my Wait, rod is out. Mi- is Mithril uh, magnetic? Yes. Uh, apparently yeah, it know.
0: is because it's still affected. It's still ferrous metal. But you no, can't I have tried. my
2: quicken rod. I need it. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh! It's eating you. And drags Masika ten feet forward. Masika as it drags you forward, like Narmer flies out of the open bag.
1: Oh, no, oh, ah, no. Mashekot like
0: grabbing onto <laughs> your neck no, as he becomes like
1: not
0: kicking and flying as hard as he can. He's vulnerable
1: to the electricity. No, in the
0: bag. You just got a hold of me. Just shoots out an arm and catches Hootie before Hootie goes flying out of the bag. Oh, yeah. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, no. <laughs>
3: Why do we have yeah, so much Masika metal thread? Masika starts trying to shove Narmer back in the bag, screaming that, technically, unintelligibly. Technically, Narmer is dragged
0: 10 feet forward at the same time Masika is, because any metallic creature is also dragged 10 feet closer to it. Yeah, uh, in it Masika addition is to that, probably
3: just screaming un- unintelligibly at this point. There's probably a lot of
2: profanities being thrown so, around.
3: So, <laughs> Citra
0: and Masika and Hollis, any metal item that you are carrying... Uh, is also disarmed as it is ripped from your hands. Dang it, my oh, rod! Is it also well, disarms, if it possibly. disarms
4: my rod, then I'm not carrying anything.
0: Hollis is not dragged forward. Hollis's weapon is ripped out of her hands <laughs> and flies towards it, but you're not wearing enough metal since you're not wearing armor to drag forward. If we it, in Masuka and citrus case, it disarms okay. you both as uh, it drags you forward and also physically drags you since you are wearing well, armor. Well, my
3: staff of healing is made out of white ash, according to the description, so... Then, yeah,
0: your staff is still in your hands.
3: But you're wearing uh-huh. metal. Yeah, but I'm just saying I'm not. My staff isn't ripped from my hands because it's not
0: okay. Metal. Well,
1: I want that back.
0: So again, Citrus Kukri goes flying out of her hand. Masika just you know holds onto the staff with one hand, probably plants it to try to hold herself from being dragged forward. Please
1: tell me that Kukuri doesn't slice this thing, do one point of damage, and split it. <laughs> uh, right now,
0: it's actually hovering about five feet off the ground as it just kind of sits there, and this thing's pulsing magnetic magnetic corona.
4: Is that going to destroy my rod? Oh, it can't digest metal. I knew this. I knew this because we... we Yeah, it's organics only. Okay, fine. You can have it. I'm mad at you, but fine.
3: (laughs) I'm mad at you, but fine.
0: (laughs) So following its magnetizing attack, the creature will...
3: Decide to leave us alone and go on its merry way back to whatever void it's from.
0: It
1: continues to uh, contracting into nothingness.
2: (laughs) Can we, like, trick it, like, throw something down the hallway and be like, There's something boy? Shiny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> go throw, like, a, a rod down there. and have The creature
0: convulses.
1: Yeah. No, I, don't um, like that. I don't like that. That's a bad that. sign. I don't like not that. A As a
0: standard action, three arcs of plasma shoot off of what? it. Uh, no two may target the same creature. Um, so let's go ahead and just go for Citra, Masika, and Sudi because they're just physically closest and it's not particularly Great. intelligent.
1: Uh, Great. So a plasma like
0: arc streaks, streaks out at each of you. We get a reflex save, right? It's an attack roll. No, that is a a 27 to hit Sudi's touch AC. Uh, Yes, that hits me. By one. That is a 28 to hit Masika's touch AC. And that is a 29 to hit Citra's touch AC.
3: Duh. Yikes. I mean, yeah, that'll hit me.
1: Yikes. (laughs) Okay. It's one type of damage, right? Mm
2: -mm.
0: So Sudi, that is... 10 points of cold damage and... Ooh, geez, that was a good roll. 19 points of electricity damage. Ow! For Masika, that is also a good roll. That is a really good roll. Stop it. That is 17 points of cold damage and 19 points of electricity damage.
1: Jeez.
0: And an even better roll for Citra that is uh, apparently the random number generators are are not liking you. That is 20 points of cold damage Ah! and 17 points of electricity damage as these arcs flare off of it in every direction. The creature continues to thrum with Eldritch energy, bringing us to Sudikantar.
1: All right. So I have no way of damaging this. It's still 10 freaking feet in the air. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to I'm trying to think of turning myself into a statue. It's gonna be my best bet. Just You're wait like, this thing Sorry, out. Sorry,
2: guys. I am not good for this fight, and I'm out. Sudi just melts into the
4: floor.
1: Well, the, okay. So here's the thing about the statue spell, and why I think the statue spell is an amazing spell is it turns you to stone, but you can, as an immediate action during your turn, turn back to regular like a regular person and move. You just have to always like turn yourself. You turn back to stone at the end of your turn. You said it was an immediate action. Uh, uh, let me double check. The, the the subject of a statue spell can return to its normal state act and then return instantly to the statue state a free action. Okay. If it so desires, as long as the spell duration is in effect, uh, it's an hour per level. So hmm. <laughs> God, I'm really tempted to try that. Just I mean, to see it's if an interesting play. Start banging out some of that, uh, that damage because uh, I'm not going to survive too many more of those. Um, if that's what its attack looks like. On the other hand, I can just cast uh, Finger of Death and hope that it fails its fort save. Yeah, either one. I mean,
4: yeah.
1: Uh, Okay, so yeah, uh, Sudi will put his one hand up to the mask, like, you know, Charles Xavier style, the other hand pointing up as he fires his uh, Finger of Death ability at it. Okay. Uh, So it gets to make a fortitude save, uh, and it doesn't have spell resistance, so I don't have to worry about that.
0: Nope. Uh, Although that's probably going to do it. It gets a 30 even for its fortitude (laughs) save.
1: Okay, so it easily makes it. There was a hope. So I mean, it's still going to take 3d6 plus 17 damage, so it's not like totally lost. That's true. However, I rolled not so great, so that's 8 plus 17 is 25 points of damage.
3: I mean, that's better than nothing. It
1: is better than nothing and probably more damage than Sudi's going to be doing the entire rest of this fight. (laughs) You still blast into the side of this.
3: All the undead here, uh, it's a good opportunity to use the fear Yeah, that's
1: kind of what I was, that's why I was thinking. I was like, I'm never probably going to use this, the rest of this, unless we fight another elemental.
0: A a portion of its body goes like necrotic, strangely, even though it's this weird plasma substance, which is then immediately consumed by the surrounding burning, flaking uh, flesh, as it just consumes all of its own now necrotic flesh Mm. and continues to thrum with internal energy. I don't like
1: it. Uh, so, I mean, that worked, kind of.
0: That's fair. Uh, Sudi still has a move action if Sudi would like to take it.
1: Um, I. Get, I don't know if this thing is ever going to come down. So it's, you said it's ten feet up, right?
0: Uh, it's ten feet up currently. correct.
1: If I'm standing directly under it, it's still not going. To, I'm still not going to be in range. No. <sighs> is Sudi going to have to pirate this and draw a dagger and. <laughs> Uh, alright, well, okay, I'm gonna do this. I guess I'll start moving, trying to move kind of closer to it, so I'm gonna take a five-foot step out, start getting towards the wall, like, I, so five-foot step diagonal in, uh, to the right. I'm, so I'm right next to the wall if I want to start climbing it, and then I'll use my move action to grab a, uh, one of my daggers. <laughs> and I guess I'll start, I'll climb up there and start stabbing it, or slashing at it, I don't know.
0: Okay, so you're, are you climbing the wall right now, or are you just no, taking No, I'm just step? gonna
1: take the five-foot step, I don't want to provoke. He may, he may just want to fly and just go ahead and start splitting this thing. That's probably what we're gonna end up doing anyway. Although, if you split it and then you hit it with area abilities, then it would actually hit multiple pieces of it. I have zero area abilities that
4: affect this thing. All of mine are single target
1: spells. I'm thinking thinking, uh, uh, Masika's of Cold.
3: I I would hit everyone in this room. There's, you know, it's tiny, tiny room. That takes us
0: from Sudi to two. I mean, honestly, doing slashing is really the only option that he has.
2: If we did get on the back line with you, could you hit it that way? Yeah, but I
3: mean, my flame strike can also overlap and hit things that are that's, split. That's true. and that's
1: true. Yeah, because what I'm thinking is if it splits into like four pieces, it's four times whatever your cone cold damage is, potentially.
0: Sure, that is technically correct.
1: That's kind of correct.
4: Yep, I'm less helpful that way, but.
1: I'm, I'm just trying to think of what we have that can actually, like, we can get the most mileage out of, because if we don't have a lot of boom spells. Hollis That's
4: isn't kind of used to have. rolling this low in the initiative and it sucks
0: <laughs> I bet alright so for two for his part he's going to need to overwhelm it with number of attacks he can easily fly up to it so yeah he'll go ahead and just take to the wing fly shooting straight up towards it uh, to keep out of the way of Masika and Hollis's potential upcoming attacks he'll actually go ahead and fly 20 feet up and just attack it from more or less level uh, provoking
1: an attack of opportunities he
0: does so Get to
1: find out how bad that uh, it's attacks are. Normal attacks, I guess.
0: Uh, 33. Oh, dang. Which will unfortunately hit two even small size. Ouch. I need mean, the, around. the uh, elemental damage, though. So there's that. It's true. Which means it is just, oh, uh, that is still 32 points of damage.
1: Go dang. Way.
0: As it slams down onto him. That's just its
1: normal damage. I yes, mean, is that's it elemental? Damage?
0: That that is not elemental. That's just the bludgeoning part. I rolled really eh. poorly for Hollis earlier. Uh, wow. I disapprove of this.
1: <laughs> this this is one of those fights that might be made to mess with us. <laughs> like this is our weak fight.
0: <laughs> Power two still going, and of course his damage reduction does apply against that. As he flies up into the air, shrugs off the uh, the cold and electricity from that, hefts his kopesh and swings down at it. That was a perfect twenty, which automatically hits but cannot threat or confirm. So
3: yeah, mm-hmm. oozes. Freaking oozes.
0: And he is power attacking because it is an ooze. They tend to be very slow. This one has combat reflexes, though. It's true. So it cleaves into it for 29 points of damage. Some of That's which gets through as it ripples with the impact. Now we get into an interesting thing with this creature.
1: The splitting rolls. Mm.
0: It splits forming into a second mass six, as he cleaves it cleanly into... Strangely, though, it maintains its size.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Plasma. I that.
1: Because I plasma, like it's it. gas-like.
0: Yeah. It's just not as dense anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that's a problem, because if it splits again, it's going to engulf the entire room at that point.
0: As two cleaves it in two, we go to Citra Nahumra. Well, dang.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just right in the middle of it, aren't I? Okay, well, flanking these isn't going to do me any good, so Mm-mm. I am going to... Uh, try and acrobatics my way away from these to move back next to, uh, Sudi. Okay. All right. Let's
0: go ahead and make me your acrobatics check.
2: Uh, I rolled a 13 for a
0: 45. A 45 will succeed even with a plus two to the DC since you are threatened by both. As you go tumbling nice. out from these scoring lashes of electrical fire that stream off of this creature.
2: Okay. And then reach into my bag and pull out a scroll of magic missile.
0: <laughs> okay. So reaching in your bag is a move action that will provoke an attack of opportunity. Reading off a scroll is using using a scroll provokes an attack of opportunity.
2: Even with a handy haversack?
0: Yeah. Retrieving an item from a handy haversack does not provoke an attack of opportunity. So that won't provoke. Although using that scroll the next round will.
2: Well, I'll, you know, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it.
0: <laughs> All right. So... Citra tumbles free from out from underneath it, reaches back, retrieves a scroll from her pack, taking us from Citra to Masika of the Beckon. Oh boy. Welcome to the fight.
3: <laughs> All right, I'm just going to plant a flame strike.
0: Masika, Masika. What? I'm going to get on the bag of my own volition.
3: Yeah, do that. Take <laughs> okay. Hootie with you and Come on, close it.
0: Okay. I've used, I used both my actions now. I'm closed.
3: Okay masika gonna drop a flame strike pretty much
0: in, <laughs> in between the back. The two of them right but in between the two of them screw this noise
3: and yeah I'm gonna also yeah okay five foot step okay. back too <laughs>
0: masika retreats back to the edge of the room
3: so reflex save
0: all right two reflex saves I
1: suppose it's reflex saves got cut in half
0: too that no nice. however that is a 30 and a 13. I'm gonna assume okay. one of those felled
3: the 15 fails. The 30 does not. Okay. So There's a 13,
0: actually, so it failed slightly worse than you thought.
3: All right. So I do 52 points of damage. Here, yeah. Half of that's fire. Half of it is divine.
0: Very well. Uh, so the fire has no effect.
3: I thought we said it didn't have immunity to fire. I thought it was... It has resistance. No, it
0: just has a higher uh, than 26 uh, resistance to fire. <laughs> yeah, it's probably 30. Mm-hmm. However, the other... 26 points of uh, holy damage, or 13 in one of their cases, does fully affect it as there is a blast of energy that rolls through the far side of the chamber.
3: Yeah, because pretty the much all my light. stuff is electricity or fire, so... All of my stuff requires an attack roll, so this is
4: just bad. <laughs> I'm going to be using random stuff out of my bag. That's my my idea here.
0: Uh, Masika retreats out, blasts off the two of them with a holy flame strike, taking us to Hollis Starkweather.
4: Hollis goes through her list of spells like disintegrate. No, it'll definitely hit me and I will not make the check to keep this spell. Polar ray, same thing. Alright, fine.
1: Well, cast on the defensive. Doesn't right?
4: matter. It's a ranged attack within the threatened oh, range of yeah. two of these creatures. So yeah, no, not happening. Um, you know, Hollis is just gonna reach into her own handy haversack and pull out one of those beads of force. Okay. And then I'm just gonna toss the bead of force to the back of the room and like kind of toward the top and see how that all goes. Because at least, you know, if it hits me, who cares? It'll hurt, but it's not a spell to interrupt.
0: So it is a ranged attack. So, yes, it will provoke. However, yeah. you can target a square if you want to hit both of them. Yep, like I would like to Both is good. Both is both good. Both is good.
2: Just underhand
4: it, you know. I rolled a two on the die, so I didn't roll a one.
1: Good lord. Okay. <laughs> There's Early. no range
0: penalties.
4: Plus eight, so that's ten. Plus my dexterity is four, so 14. If it was smaller it could even go in a little cage of force, but uh it's not smaller, so meh.
1: I'm not even sure if a cage Well, a cage of force you can make it completely. It opaque. works like a resilient
4: right? sphere. It's kinda yeah. cool, but yeah.
1: Well, but then we can't damage it either. Well exactly. So. That's
4: why I've never used it on anything small. Because we've been carrying these around for a while.
1: What about magic missile? Magic missile is not a ranged attack.
4: This does more damage than magic missile. I mean, yeah. Barely. I'm
1: just trying to I'm Maybe. literally thinking of anything that does. Yeah. That and this doesn't an cost attack. a spell slot. Also that.
4: Which is the bigger thing.
0: So, yep, your bead streaks across the distance, slams home, uh, bursts into a, uh, a blast of 5d6 points of force damage.
4: Yeah. As it cracks,
0: it explodes. A big 18. 18? 18's not bad, actually. Yeah, that's not yeah, bad on two out. ones two and that's a six. The equivalent of 36 fives.
1: points of damage. Yeah.
0: They are unfortunately too large to be consumed by the resilient sphere that it summons that's up. Fine. But uh, There's a, a cracking explosion to the far side of the room as the two creatures reverberate back with the impact. Taking us from Hollis to the creatures. So the first one sends out a magnetic pulse. Here we go again. Since, you know, free action.
4: I'm assuming I'm going to fail, but I don't have any more metal things
0: out. Yeah, it only applies if you have something metal in your hands or or wearing metal armor. Oh, okay, cool. Ooh, that's a bad roll, though. That is a 30 to beat Citra and Masika's combat maneuver defenses. That's uh, big As well mine. as two, that doesn't do anything to two. And Sudi, again, isn't carrying. Well, actually, Sudi does well, have, a dagger, have a dagger, so you made us hold so... on to your dagger.
3: Yay! And that'll beat Masika's.
0: Oh, nuts! Nice.
3: It will not be mine.
0: Woo! All right. Uh, so Citra, you hold your ground, gripping your uh, your remaining Kukri tight in one hand, trying to pull out the scroll with the other one. Masika, again, Narmor, even inside of the bag, somehow, supernaturally begins to push you forward as uh, the metallic catfish is dragged forward, along with your armor, as it drags you closer in. Although not into contact with the thing. Uh, the creature thrums loudly and we'll go ahead and actually it will now, uh, it will roll down towards you and we'll uh, go ahead and make a, a check to roll over all of you. So uh, assuming what? that you no. do not wish to make an what? attack of opportunity, uh, you may instead make a reflex save to attempt to dive out of the I, way.
1: Is this trying to like is just roll over us, over us? us? Or uh,
0: it is going to be Sudi, Citra, and Masika. Um,
1: good gracious. Alright. Uh,
4: it's blocking the exits.
1: Oh boy. Um, it's not a spell by any chance. <laughs> no. Uh, nope. All right, so I roll an 11, which gets me a 30. Okay. Uh,
3: Masika rolls a 17, which gets her a 26. Okay. Uh, Citra rolled
2: a 13
0: for a 33. So Sudi, Citra, you both dive out of the way. Masika, as this thing descends, this you start to move to dive out of the way, and this the sheer amount of metal clockwork in your back causes your backpack mm. to start physically lifting the Ooh. tiny... Four foot ten form of Masika off the ground before the thing just rolls over her like this ball of gelatin. What? Sudi and Citra spring out to the nearest available square. Masika, you are engulfed. The world goes black. Silence deafens you. As this substance rolls over you, you clench your eyes shut and try your best to ignore as it seems to probe into your ears, rolling across ah! your head as it coats I don't you wanna. fully. You're Strangely. Like- can,
3: can we just not?
0: You get this sense of utter weightlessness as you float inside of this void of black. And even behind your closed eyelids, you think you can see pinpricks of light pulsing around you, like this beautiful shades of blue and purple. Like you're floating inside of a nebula in space. As this fluid covers your ears, you begin to hear soft, almost imperceptible, but insidious whisperings.
1: Ah, <sighs> like
0: there's something here trying to speak to you, something from the audience <clears throat> void. As if, as if if you tried a little harder, you could maybe discern. No the secrets of the no. dreaming dark that is attempting to I don't think Narlathotep
3: jives no. with my ah. life, shaman, you know. Uh,
0: mechanically, you've also gained the pin condition.
1: Oh, great.
0: That's a real problem. So uh, a pin creature is tightly bound, can only take a few actions. Pin creature cannot move and is denied its dexterity bonus. The pin creature takes an additional minus four penalty to its AC. You can always attempt to free yourself, usually through a combat maneuver or escape artist check. A pin creature can take verbal and mental actions, but cannot cast any spells that require somatic or material components. A pin creature who attempts to cast a spell or use a spell-like ability must make a concentration check. DC is 10 plus the grappler's combat maneuver bonus plus the spell's level or lose the spell.
3: Yeah. Uh, so that is a
0: painful 14 points of cold damage followed by yeah. an equally painful 15 points of electricity damage.
2: Yikes.
0: Again, Sudi Citra, you spring free stumbling out from this to turn around to just watch Masika completely disappear within the mass of this thing. Uh, two will also take an attack of opportunity to swing at it as it moves past them because it does move through his threatened range. Uh-oh, he's going to split it again.
4: Do that get smaller ever?
0: Who knows? I do. Uh, His blade whips to the side, lashing out, still power attacking, uh, striking his target with a 38. Maybe he'll cut Masika free.
4: (laughs) She'll be in one half.
0: For 34 points of damage as he cleaves deep into it, it vibrates with the impact, although does not split again as he cleaves into the side of it, wrenching his blade or his blade free. It can only split twice.
2: Only splits twice.
0: Again, the threshold is hit points, so Uh, it depends on where its hit points get to. That brings us to the second of the things, which we'll uh, go ahead and use a free action to let out another pulse. Um, at this point, Masika is Oh, God, Masika they can do that engulfed. every
1: round? I don't like that. It's free.
0: Good gracious. That is a 37 to beat Citrus CMD.
2: Okay, that one does.
0: Uh, drags you 10 feet closer to it. Uh, your blade goes flying out of your hand, streaks up the distance before flopping into the side of this thing, just getting engulfed inside of its ooze. Uh, by this point, the rod of Quicken that had been hovering in the air has now been sucked up into the other one and consumed.
2: Wow. Rude.
4: That's all. When ours. we kill them, it'll come back out. It's fine. It's fine. Maybe. Better. If they die.
0: <laughs> it then... Nope. Because Citra dragged four, but Sudi didn't. Again, they have intelligence, but it's an intelligence of three. Oh, okay. Good. And two's in the air. It can't engulf more than one person. So instead, it vibrates. Three more arcs of energy stream off of it, streaking at Hollis 2 and Citra. Nah. Uh, oh natural 1's automatically going to miss Hollis. Hey. hey. Uh, 29 will hit 2. That's the only thing that would miss Hollis. And a 21 to hit Citra. Touch AC.
2: Yeah, on the nose, 21.
0: Ouch. All right.
2: Just my luck. The one time that my AC is better is when it comes
4: to touch. <laughs> and it's barely.
2: I'm not looking so hot.
0: So that's zero damage to two because two cannot be uh, affected by the cold or the electricity from this. Not that it is aware of that. And that is oh, uh, eight points of electricity and 12 points of cold damage to yeah, six. Situa- it couldn't
2: be fire, that thing I have a resistance to.
0: <laughs> no, afraid not. And the one streaking out at Hollis misses entirely, scoring the wall over her head. Kantar.
1: Y'all know what's really annoying? Hmm. Daggers aren't monk weapons, so I can't flurry of blows with it, which means I also can't use my uh, key pool to get an extra strike, so I'm down to just normal three attacks. On You the never plus got, side, like, think... a
3: punching knife or anything? Aren't those monk uh, weapons? No,
1: uh, wait, are they? Are punch daggers monk weapons? There's so, some slashing really can... monk
4: I weapon, but it. I don't think you have it. If you'd use your claws...
1: Yeah, if you I had, if I had, cl- yeah, if I had actually not traded out my claws, I could have used that. But I wanted my climb speed. Um, okay, so it's I'm gonna just do—not
2: as handy as we thought.
1: It's true. Uh, I will do my. Uh... Good golly. Uh... Okay, oh, wait, wait. Actually, first off, the one that consumed Masika is on the ground now, right? Correct. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna strike out at that one with my dagger. Three slashes. We'll see what happens. Okay. Okay, first attack, that is a 12, which gets me a 31. 31 will strike a target. Okay, for 1d4 plus 6, wow. So that is 8 points of damage. Does that even get, like, even get through its damage reduction? No. Well, I have nothing else to do. I may literally not be able to damage this, which is a real problem. Um, what is okay. your maximum damage? Uh, 10.
0: Oh, you slice it two more times to so no effect, because you can't critical yeah. it either, so you can't do more than... You can't do enough damage with that dagger to actually damage it.
1: So uh, Sudi will call out, um, so I can't cut it and I can't punch it. I'm out of things I can really do to it.
0: From Sudi, we go two,
1: two. I feel like two might be the only person who's going to be able to do significant damage. To I this could do thing. great
4: damage if I could get to where I could actually like single a target, attack one of them without losing my skull by being bashed in the face with magic or with electricity.
0: So two's gonna go ahead and do his full attack. Continued, hefts his blade, spins, and swings at the one that's level with him, which is the one that split off from the. uh, I'm gonna call it, Dark Ooze Prime, uh, whenever he first swung at it.
1: This is this is the uh, the minor one, the split.
0: Yep, Uh, that is a twenty-four, which will strike his target. I mean, at least they're easy to hit.
1: I know what I'm doing.
0: Slicing into his foe for thirty-two points of damage before the damage reduction. Yeah, it's at least DR ten. As it's still standing, he hefts his blade and swings again. I am rolling garbage. However, that's still a 21, which will strike his target. Oh, my God. It's boost. not
3: like these things can be critical as long as he hits yeah. it.
0: For another 32 points of damage, as he cleaves through the center of it, it seems to oh, vibrate before strangely contracting so hard that it reaches a singularity and disappears. It
1: goes Nova. Oh, okay. Oh, it doesn't go Nova. Hey, I thought it was going to explode, so that's nice.
0: He then turns, spins, and swings down at the one uh, engulfing Masika since it is a 15 foot cube, technically. Uh, He he is still 20 feet up and has aerial superiority as he hefts and swings down at it. Man, y'all, if we didn't summon two right
1: now, we'd be so up a creek. I was thinking (laughs) that. I was like,
3: summoning two is the best call I've made in Literally,
1: the best part Mm -hmm. of this entire book has been summoning two. We love two. If pertinent,
0: however, two rolls a two uh, on his last attack, which means he gets an adjusted 13 which will strike his target as his blade whips down (laughs) slices into the thing. It's an ooze. I mean, is that
2: like he's wearing armor? No wonder
1: you're like, Sudi just strikes it twice because there's no way you can miss it.
0: (laughs) Uh, However, even cleaving into it, the thing, the gelatinous mass still jellos as it just kind of vibrates underneath the repeated impact from Two's weapon. Two obviously being unconcerned as it's this mass of plasma sprays across him since none of it affects him. Since it's not a sonic ooze. (laughs) Taking us to Citra and Ahamra.
2: Um, so even if I step back, he can still reach me, right?
0: Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct.
2: Okay. Well, I'm going to cast my scroll then.
0: Yep. You uh, pull up the scroll, chant. a uh, an arc of plasma streaks off of this thing, slamming out at you. A natural one will automatically miss its target oh, as Citra okay. stumbles back nice. from the uh, the arc of electricity and frigid cold.
2: Nice. Magic hit. Um, not actually a great roll, so we'll see if this even works. I rolled a four for a 23.
0: A 23 will beat the DC 21 for using a first level <laughs> scroll. All
2: right. Well, you know, I rolled a four on the D4, so five points damage. Okay. Nice uh, work. That might not be worth doing again.
0: Very well. <laughs> Since her chance and tones extends a hand, a purple shard bursts from her fingertips, speeds towards this as she just ducks underneath this arc of uh, plasma. As it streams in under the arc, swerves unerringly into the core of the creature as it vibrates and explodes from its You're one hit point frip- remaining as no it dies. Way! <laughs> no way! It then contracts <laughs> inwards into a singularity and then poofs as Masika just kind of lays there, covered in slime. Why men. does the
3: slime from it stay if it's collapsed into a singularity? Well, I any should of, be any of, the
0: slime, any of the slime that was separate from it.
1: Hey, it could have been worse. <laughs> it could have taken you with it.
3: Oh, nice. Man. Hollis high fives
4: you for using magic to kill the thing.
1: Oh, my gosh. One hit point? Really? I can't
4: believe that worked.
1: Let's not question it. The fact that it worked at all was amazing because I didn't really have anything, <laughs> anything I could do there.
2: You saved me from using an 8th level spell to kill it. It <laughs> was all I could do. It's not a very strong scroll, so... Whatever you guys were doing did weaken it.
1: Mostly that was two. Everybody just glances up at two.
3: (laughs) I threw a bead. Masika just lays there on the floor.
0: Two (laughs) flutters down, gives a uh, a respectful nod to everyone, and then just extends a finger down and starts poking Masika in the shoulder over and (laughs) over over with healing magic.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I can do some two. I I form a cue.
0: I'm down to 62
2: hit points. (laughs)
0: Oh wow, I got I'm you Just down, down a little
2: bit, but I
1: do.
0: Q. Actually, actually, let's just make this a little bit easier. Everyone, just stick your hand into the center of the circle, yes. and then we'll just do a little circle of healing.
3: <laughs> Masika stays on the floor and just raises her arm up.
0: Masika, <laughs> Masika. Yeah. Normal yeah. like pops out of the bag and then like holds up a copper piece and lets go, and it flies across and slaps into his magnetic chest. <laughs> oh! It's like I've been rubbed with a magnet.
3: You're magnetized. Oh, we can make magnets for him.
0: Oh, I can think of so many amazing pranks. Oh, what if we found a dragon and I could roll around its horde and just fly off with all of its money?
3: I, I don't think you're that magnetized.
0: Yeah, also, gold is non ferrous metal, so therefore it would not attract to it. So I don't want to get all the coppers.
3: You could oh, just decorate yeah. yourself.
4: Yeah, you could be shiny. You could have stick on costumes and stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, a, what yeah. Oh, What if we made like a magnet shaped like me and then I could stick it on myself?
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Take it a sure.
2: merchandise. Sure, Narmer. magnets. Ooh, sure,
0: yeah. Take it a yeah. Take it a merchandising, Mashika. Uh No, Mashika's like. <laughs> <laughs> as we
1: as we all watch this armor, stares to the audience, and we're like, "What?"
0: I don't think we've made magnets, have we? We need to branch out. No, now.
2: we haven't done magnets.
0: All right, we we'll consider magnets, magnets in the future. We'll we'll consider dark ooze magnets for the future. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So yeah, if you want to wait around for a couple minutes, you can get uh, healed up from your battle with the Dark Plasma Yes, news. please. Yes, yes, we do.
2: We, my lord. Likes to do that.
0: So I suppose uh, taking the time, to can go ahead and patch up all of you uh, afterwards.
2: Blood, blood trail, huh? Yep. Yeah, we better keep
0: going. Let's see if there's anything more exciting down this way.
3: Uh, evil mummy of Narlathotep is down here somewhere. At least she's not a news, hopefully. She's an ooze mummy. If she's an ooze Ew. mummy. I say we just say
0: give up. What if she was like a gelatinous cube, and then there's right. just a sarcophagus floating inside of the cube?
2: I can't exactly do much against those, so I hope not.
0: That's fair. And those dudes also it'd be really stuff, weird I mean. if they immediately repeated the exact same creature type again. Mm. Well, I'm really glad we did get to fight an ooze before the end.
4: Y'all, you, know, you got to be in the bag, so yes, we were sure. safe
3: in the bag. <laughs> I
4: think we have different thoughts.
3: <laughs> <laughs> We've never fought a dragon. I think we scared oh, a
1: dragon. That would be cool did. if we fought a dragon it before book the
0: two?
2: That
3: would be cool.
1: I thought we fought that. Uh, there was some kind of like uh, sand dragon. It wasn't type a real thing. dragon. It, was a it was dragon
2: adjacent. Yeah. It wasn't a full-blown dragon.
1: Yeah, we uh, haven't yeah. fought
2: a true
4: dragon
3: in this adventure path. Well,
4: if there was a true dragon, that'd be rad, but also sad because I just want to be friends with dragons.
1: It's we a met a dragon, dragon, the crystal
4: dragon. None of we did meet the crystal Masika dragon. And I didn't. She, she, was, uh, she was sassy. Masika That's and Hollis true. have no idea about that, but everybody else. We could
0: have
1: fought that dragon.
0: Sure.
4: All right. I guess we skeedaddle.
0: So, dusting yourselves off, I suppose, turning to make your way down the side passage. Sudi, I imagine, heading up to point. Sitra behind you yep.
4: I pick up my rod.
0: You pick up your rod. Your, you retrieve your uh, your offhand kukri.
3: Masika is w- yep. being way more entertained than she should be about playing with magnet and armor until that wears off. <laughs> <laughs> it's now a permanent effect.
0: <laughs> what if we carved an 8x8 eight eight grid onto my chest, and then we got little metallic chess pieces, and it'd be like one of those little travel case chess games.
2: <laughs> <laughs> could we do that? I had wreck. one of those when I was a kid. Oh, man. Backer, oh,
0: so just game. do a shinet board across. Like, yeah, we could do a shinet board, too. Oh, would. nice. We have shinet pieces. Just shove some metal on them. Oh, that's quick. Turn that to metal. Tomorrow. Let's do tomorrow. If you can turn stone to flesh, you can turn wood to metal.
3: It's been I a mean, very gross couple of days. Probably
1: we could do that. Right? <laughs>
0: hmm. All right. Anyway, we sally forth. Turning to make your way down the passage, uh, you don't travel far sallying forth. You don't sally far.
4: (laughs) Minimal sallying.
0: Sallying adjacent. You make your way down a short (laughs) 20-foot passage before finding that the end of this passage is blocked. Oh. Ahead of you is a tall black stone block etched with arcane and occult symbols. Somewhat akin to the symbols that you had seen drawn on the floor in the previous rune that cause your vision to slightly blur when you try to actually focus on them. Mm. Two. Two makes his way forward, goes scrape, scrape, scrape. Yep. No,
3: I, I just want to know, he needs to read them before we erase them Yeah, I was like,
4: all.
0: I'm going
3: to detect magic so we can see if we need to do something with this before he just
4: erases it and we're trapped.
0: <laughs> no, there's no magic on this. Hmm. The stone block stands here. You do note, curiously, that there are four indentations carved into Uh-oh. it. Uh-oh. Vaguely resemblant of... Almost like arrowheads pointing oh. up with edges. We've seen edges. this. All,
3: all right, right so lift it up. We gotta
1: get it strong, yeah, boys. Get those. it. So, uh, yeah, I guess Sudi will uh, start. Uh, I I forget if it was pull it up, push it down. It was, I think one it was of pull, those it up. pull it down. Pull it down. You pull do the, the down, hokey pokey. So
4: yes. Turn it all around. <laughs> bop
1: it, twist it, pull it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Sudi will pull this down.
0: Would you prefer if I do that, Sudi?
1: I mean, you can if you want to, actually. You haven't got the chance to do this before. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: yeah.
3: Yes, because I, moving I stones is out so exciting a Experience
2: for the angel.
3: You don't I don't mean, know.
1: it did take us a second to figure out how to do it. So that was exciting when we figured
0: out how to do it.
2: <laughs> exciting sure. is one word.
0: Even when he shrinks, his size modifier does not actually change. So he still does have a plus 10 strength modifier as he steps oh, okay, up to yeah. this. Nice. Grabs on, just kind of and begins to pull it down
3: erasing the symbols as he does so, I'm yep. sure.
0: Uh <laughs> Scrub, 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 uh, It would take, of course, some time and effort for him to manage to get this down as he does have to pull it eight feet down. It does take a little bit of time. Uh, as I say, give me a perception roll from everyone in the party.
3: I roll a 13 for a 29, 31.
1: I rolled a 2 for a 28.
3: Uh, Masika rolls a 17, which gets her a 24. and armor rolls a 12, which gets him a 30. Uh, I rolled a 14 for a 36.
0: As 2 begins to pull this down, all of you hear the sound that for all of you, even Masika to a degree, the sound is is odd and difficult to define. It sounds like clockworks or something akin to it in the surrounding walls, not a constant ticking, but almost this like every time he pulls down, you hear this whirring noise Mm. before he pulls down a bit more, pulls down a bit more for our player edification and the audience edification. Think of it as the sound that it makes whenever you start to wind up a kitchen timer, that rrrrr, oh, so uh-huh. rrr, and then even like every time that he shifts to make it adjust, you start to hear a ticking sound from the walls until you start to push it down again. At which point, it makes that same noise. Okay, so
1: this will close after us.
0: Yes, it would appear so. Uh, Masika, what do you get ticking ten on your craft clockwork?
1: Thirty-one.
0: Uh, yeah, so you're well aware that this sounds like he's starting to add tension below. So more likely than not, it's going to start a clockwork mechanics inside of the wall that will cause this to spring back closed shortly after he releases it.
3: We're going to have to hurry through. Um, that sound is him adding tension to a gear. Um, that'll start to rise back up as soon as he lets go. What about this? I pull up my rod of stopping things. Movable rod. Rod. <laughs> rod. I'm not sure how much force the stone puts on it. Mm. It's work to hold many a door open in its day. Can I can I do math real quick? I mean, Masika understands clockwork and the size Masika of no it. Masika math. Yeah.
0: Sure. Go ahead and make a craft class clockworks for Masika. You haven't gotten to use that a lot.
3: Uh, Masika rolls a 15, which gets her a 36. Hmm.
0: It is probably going to exert a lot of force. That being said, considering the size of this block and it raising up, you're not entirely positive it's going to be able to exert the 8,000 pounds of force necessary to move an immovable rod.
4: Yay. This little rod's been real handy. I forget I'll where we got it, begin. but
3: it's great. I guess pass the rod. Well, we should pass the rod up to two since yeah. he's the one pulling it down. Yep.
0: Yeah, so two will push it down into place like plant his foot on it. Push the rod down. Click the end of it. The lap. Let go. The There's that screech. click, 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 I'm click, sure. click, click. Uh, No, it's almost like it's almost the same sound as if someone is holding a kitchen timer in place Uh where it's trying soft clicking sound like it's trying. Hmm.
3: Oh, that'll get annoying real quick. Masika glances at the walls. Let's keep going.
4: (laughs) I prefer annoying (laughs) over crushed by it. Well, and I was thinking, what if it then floods with blood and we all suffocate or something ridiculous? Who knows? I
0: don't know. This sounds freaking me out, though. I mean, anything is possible Mm -hmm. here. That's freaking me out. Let's keep going.
3: This is what happens when you overwind yourself, Narmer.
0: I know I did that once. It was really cool, but also really terrible. It yep. was like that forward. scene from that movie Over the Hedge. What? When the squirrel drinks all the caffeine. Anyway.
2: <laughs> then they crash caffeine? afterward.
0: Yes. you open up the block to reveal a chamber beyond.
2: I like to think we truly sally forth now. tally good chaps.
0: Making your way forward, you enter into a large chamber from one side to the other, probably 25 feet. However, off towards your right, you can see that it only goes for a short distance. Off towards your left, you can see that it opens up into an even larger chamber. Fitfully burning torches flicker in bronze sconces along the walls of this dimly lit room. And a long, low, shallow pool of water runs from off towards your right-hand side all the way down the length of the room towards the opening off towards your far left-hand side.
4: I wasn't expecting water.
0: The pool continues off towards your right under a low archway, although to where you can't tell Mm. as there seems to be almost a dark miasma down that archway and passage. Strangely, as you look down into the water, it doesn't seem to properly reflect everything above it.
3: Mm.
0: Instead, as you look down, it twinkles with stars as if it is the surface of a divining pool or a meditation pool. Mm. Clear and placid reflecting the night sky above. That's cool. Far off towards your left where the room widens you see two regal thrones situated on a raised platform on the far end. Each of them in its own separate niche. Before the platform is a deep green stone sarcophagus. Off towards the far side of the room and you believe mirrored probably on the opposite side with your experience with Osiriani architecture are two green basalt statues depicting tall humanoids with the heads of octopi. Hmm. Octopuses, octopuses,
1: octopodes, Octopodes. Octopodes. is it Cthulhu?
0: Bizarre twisting sigils of an alien design cover every wall of this chamber. Hmm. You do not see a single Osirian hieroglyph.
4: All oh, boy. Right, don't look at the walls.
0: Oh, boy. The ceiling in here stretches up to a height of some 30 feet overhead. And the room is disturbingly cold. Hm. Between the two thrones on the far side of the room, you can tell is a large blank expanse of wall. Although it looks like there might be something carved into it, but it's small and difficult to see from here.
4: Hm. Weird. I might detect magic on the water.
0: Uh, The water is magical, although I'll go ahead and give it to you that it's just magical because it's conjured.
3: Neat. We should go uh, investigate the sarcophagus room and not the weird miasma yet, I think. I think we found her.
1: Uh, So, yeah, Sudi's going to, I guess, go to the edge of the uh, where the I guess this pool kind of stops and activate his golem Bane Scarab on the weird octopus headed people. See if those are like golems or something.
4: Do we recognize those?
1: I don't want to recognize them. Well,
4: Hollis would want to recognize them.
0: No, even taking a ten on knowledge religion, you can tell that that's not related to any Osirian god. Hmm. As far as the Cthulhu mythos or anything else like that is concerned, it also is not an accurate depiction of anything of Cthulhu, since it does not possess his wings or anything else, as far as the usual identify markers of the creature. We all glance at two, like, any ideas? That seems weird to me. No. No, this looks strange to me as well.
3: Hmm.
1: So I will stand probably next to where um, Hollis is. Um, go, go ahead and use that golem bane scarab. Just make sure none of these are constructs of any or golems of any kind.
3: Uh, Masika is going to make her way to the end of the pool as well with everybody else. Um, am I close enough to see what's written between the thrones uh, with my dark vision? Because if it's carved into the wall, like most hieroglyphs, I should still be able to read it.
0: Uh, it is, but again, its they are small hieroglyphs, as in you would need to be adjacent to the wall to read it. The little babies. Right. I don't know if you wish to walk over to there.
2: Well, nobody else is going in yet, so no. Citra? <laughs> I'll join everybody at the end of the pool and uh, activate my golden bane scarab as well, just in case.
0: Very well. So, again, Hull is looking over these statues, no. You may make me a knowledge nature if you so wish. Mm-hmm. I roll a
4: 12 for a 29, a 31.
0: A 31. Each of the statues are beautiful. Um, As far as, like, you know, not beautiful in a purely artistic manner, but beautiful in the sheer amount of attention that went into their carving and design. They are not done in a purely traditional Sirian fashion. Hmm. Uh, The features are almost too distinct, but there is something subtly wrong with all of the proportions.
2: Hmm.
0: As if the shoulders are too slender, the arms are too long, or at the very least, the forearms seem to attend too long. Something about the toes almost makes them look triple-jointed.
4: These are weird things.
0: You can determine that both of these statues are made of uh, green basalt. No,
4: yeah, well, that makes sense.
0: Green basalt is not native to uh, this portion of Osirian.
4: Yeah, but it's not the first time we've seen it down here.
0: Nope. Sudi looking these over uh, Citra as well, neither of these statues are golems. Doesn't yeah. mean that they couldn't be animated statues, but they are at the very least not golems. Okay. Two follows up along behind the rest of all of you.
3: I guess once the all clear for no golems comes up, Masika is going to approach that wall.
0: Okay.
3: Yep. I guess uh, I'm going to stick with Citra, you know, in case there's trap or anything, but I do want to look at the,
4: I'll like point at the sarcophagus and like look at Citra. <laughs> I don't want to open it. I just want to read it.
1: Yeah. Suji's going to turn on his uh, tomb site and just give it a once over around the room and make sure there's not any signs of any uh, undead or living things. Okay. Aside from us. I mean, yeah, aside from us.
2: Citra's going to start checking things for traps, and uh, because Hollis nodded at her, she's going to start with the sarcophagus. (laughs) Yay.
0: Very well. So you're looking around, you don't immediately see anything waiting to spring out at you, although for obvious reasons, you have good reason to be suspicious, glancing up towards the vaulted ceiling overhead, considering your previous encounter. Mm. Mystica approaching the far wall, you can tell that this is a magical wall akin to many of the walls that you've seen up until this point, or pillars or other things. It's another Scrivener's wall. Oh,
1: Oh, there's only a
0: single phrase written in ancient Osirian hieroglyphs that says, soon, my beloved.
3: Masika wrinkles her nose and resists the urge to write like F U or something on the wall and turns back towards the
1: sarcophagus. <laughs> so you just write back, I want a <laughs>
0: divorce. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hollis, Citra approaching the sarcophagus. Uh, Citra, at first, uh, again, you don't see any signs of traps or anything else on here. As you look this over, uh, first off, either of you may make me an ult nature.
4: I roll a 6 for a 25. That's not my best skill.
0: This sarcophagus is made of some form of metal that you can't identify. Hmm. It's not painted. It is actually green. It's not oxidized. It is actually green.
3: Hey, Masika, this metal's weird. All right, well, Masika rolls a 13 for a 40.
0: As you lean down, as you look this over, you realize that this is both metal and not quite metal. Metal. It is in fact a type of metal, although it almost appears to be crystalline and semi-transparent, although not enough so that you could see through to the contents within. This is a material known as niqual. What? It is a type oh. of sky metal. Cool. Wow.
2: Yeah. Hmm.
3: So uh, this is a sky metal uh, called niqual. It's um, exceedingly rare in that there's enough of it to make a flippin' sarcophagus. Wow.
1: What's special about this sky metal that they call it a sky metal?
3: It it falls from the sky.
1: It's kind of
0: on the nose.
1: Oh.
4: I thought about your wall problem. I think you should put, we need to talk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The oh, dreaded
3: yes. phrase. Everybody hates that phrase. <laughs> Masika rolls a 17 for a 27 on her appraise check to figure out how much this flipping sarcophagus is worth.
0: Uh, you believe that this is about $30,000 worth of, uh, oh 3,000 gold worth of Nikwal.
1: My goodness. Wow. And uh, unfortunately, it's used as a sarcophagus.
0: Uh-huh. Looking over the sarcophagus, the lid of this is embossed with a figure of a beautiful Osirian woman wearing the traditional red crown of Osirian, the Deshret. Hey, so-
3: Sudi, is this crazy eyes? Oh, yeah.
1: Yes, this appears to be Neferuset, and uh, good gracious, some kind of really rare metal.
0: Strangely, her position is odd on the top of this. Unlike the traditional Osirian statue where the arms are folded, the hands folded against the chest, these are turned so that the hands are facing almost upwards or at an angle. In the center of each of the palms is what appears to be green gemstone. Hmm. These green gemstones match a third green gemstone embedded into the center of the statue or the carving's forehead.
1: Oh, boy.
3: Detecting magic on that? Yeah. No. Okay, that was fine. What time of stones are they, can Masika tell?
0: Uh, what do you get taking 10 on uh, nature?
3: Uh, 37.
0: Well, the short version of this is this does appear to be adjacent, a variety of uh, zircon, although usually those are yellowish red, not a green that this mm-hmm. is.
3: She likes green. I mean, normally these gems are yellow or red, but I mean, it's not unheard of to see green zircon.
1: Hmm. I mean, is that significant in any way? I mean, she likes green, I guess. There's well, no way I she's mean,
3: in here, right? Because we know right. she's got to be wandering around. Masika will actually, I was about to say, Masika will bend over and check to see if the seal has been cracked.
1: It Was there even a seal on it if it's just two pieces of metal?
0: The seal has been cracked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing that you can tell looking at the surface of the sarcophagus is that there is a cartouche on this bearing the name Neferuset.
4: Oh, well, yeah, okay.
0: okay. Uh, strangely, the sarcophagus lid is actually hinged. It has four locks, which run along the side of it. Are they locked? Uh, each of these locks almost seems to have been added afterwards to the construction of this.
4: She not want people in her precious business. Or...
3: You know, after she was entombed, the people who, before they sent it aloft, added the locks to keep her (laughs) in there. They are like, I know (laughs) Hakotep may not like this idea, but... He's dead and he's not going to know anything, so...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Strangely, all four of these locks are open.
1: Well, of course they are.
0: As if they were open from the outside. All four of them lay... um, Again, while there is the place for the locks, all four of them have fallen down next to the sarcophagus. Although there's no sign of someone opening them per se, it's mm. as if they'd simply sprung open of their own volition and then fallen free.
1: Okay, so Hakatep's spell list. Somebody keep a list. Knock. Knock.
4: <laughs> or it's just a thing this place can do. Before we open this, I want to glance at the walls with all the crazy symbols on it. Any of I that? I just picture it... that
3: two's been in the background the whole time, just, just like
0: vaporizing well, it may just all be, of like it. random stuff. It may not even be worth. Do you uh, read the Eclo language?
3: No, I'm more interested in if any
4: of
0: that's magic. Uh, no. Again, the only magical sources you've seen in this room are the torches.
4: But no, I don't. I don't speak Aklu. One of the the few I don't.
3: Two. What's all this stuff on the floor? I mean, I know you're erasing it, but what is it? Is he erasing it? I'm sure he probably is. I'm sure it's personal or Arlathotep or some shenanigans. It's weird, swirly, creepy writing. But it Masika should also be just, her life story. Some
0: some uh-huh. of it. Some of it is. Let us simply say dangerous. Most of it, however, seems to be prayers and rituals of a obscene, but not supernatural manner. To who? Beings it would probably be better for me not to mention. Ah, yeah. Just a, just a general thought.
3: The, the Black Pharaoh?
0: Uh, Amongst others, including those of which the Dark Man serves.
1: Oh, great. Mm. So she worships the entire pantheon. Well, of course she does. That makes sense. Wonderful.
4: All right. Well, I guess... I guess we should open up this sarcophagus and just, you know,
1: check. I mean, I doubt she would have left anything of value in there.
3: I don't know. Maybe she's chilling in there.
1: (laughs) Wouldn't it be great we open it up and she's just like,
3: surprise! And just stake her through the heart, all of Buffy style.
4: I was going to say, we open it and we sniff it and maybe it's a clue as to what kind of undead we can expect. Yeah,
3: maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll crack it. I mean, it's already opened. Might as well. Oh, uh, maybe we all get ready to not look. Isn't that a thing with these (laughs) people? You're not supposed to see certain stuff. Surprise.
0: You push open the lid of the sarcophagus. As you do so, you see that within, there is no body. There are pillows lining the spaces inside, reverently arranged with the indentation of a humanoid form from the centuries, the millennia that the body must have laid within. Disturbingly, as this as Sudi lifts this heavy lid o- open, it falls over to the other side with a rather loud screech from the hinges.
3: Masika's eye twitches slightly.
0: (laughs) Citra looking down, you can see carved into the inside lid as if by a scratching hand are the words, I have seen the dark and it is beautiful. All must prepare for its arrival. As the four of you look down into the sarcophagus, A voice seems to whisper, not from inside of the sarcophagus, but strangely for each of you, as if from directly behind you.
2: Mm.
0: Would you awaken us from our ancient slumber? We already wake, and we have used our time wisely. You have come to us, and yet you shall inherit nothing but the inky darkness of the void. Come. Blasphemers, kiss us. Let our lips welcome you into oblivion. The sound of a great exhalation of air comes from the archway on the far side of the room, rippling across the surface of the water as it laps up against the edge, bringing it with this this horrendous carrion stench and the smell of blood and something that you can only define as slimy as if the exhalation of some form of enormous waking beast and we'll pick it up here next time oh boy oh, oh boy this is going to be interesting oh god I'm so excited her spell list is ridiculous oh god
4: As spellcaster oh. finally all of my spell-
2: Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mommy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mommy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.